do you calculate ROAS in iOS 14 with SK Ad Network? Welcome to Growth Masterminds. My name is John Kutsir. Today we're chatting with Owan Nafta, who's the VP of Product at Singular, about marketing analytics and how to calculate your return on ad spend or ROAS in iOS 14. In brief, we're chatting about if calculating ROAS is possible and how would that look like? What would it look like when you're using SK Ad Network? And how can you effectively optimize ROAS by implementing Singular Scan, Singular Solution for SK Ad Network? Alon, welcome. Hi, John. Thank you for having me. Hey, it is a real pleasure. You know what? Seeing somebody that you occasionally work with is kind of nice these days. Maybe we see too much of it, but it's all good. Let's start here. ROAS and specifically cohort return on ad spend is kind of the basic metric for understanding if your ad campaigns are working, right? Right. Uh, yes. So I think if you look at ROAS in terms of what it means for marketers, essentially you have traditionally two, two main outcomes that you're trying to obtain. First one being just high level. Hey, I'm spending this much. I want to understand that it actually kind of like, what is the outcome of that? What, what is the actual uh, uh, value that I'm getting get back? That's quite easy to do because you know how much you spend if, if you kind of like can track your expenses. Yes. And, and usually you would also know how much you're getting back in total. That's the first goal. So that's kind of like generally to understand where you are. The second goal is once you started spending, you want to understand how you can optimize that ad spend. Uh, the obvious thing that you should probably do is understand per each of your channels, what you spent on, on which ones and what was the outcome for that. And similarly, if you had multiple campaigns on each one or creatives or, or, or apps that were showing your ads, each one of these can be something that you can further optimize. So you'd want to understand your ROAS by these breakdowns. Let's call mm -hmm. So let's look at iOS 13 first and previous and, of course, Android and all that. How are you typically measuring ROAS? So in iOS 14 and, and, and prior and, and also in, in Android, uh, the part of attributing kind of like a certain click or, or, a, or an impression or generally a touch point to an event that happens after an install, after an app install, is pretty straightforward yeah. because of having an advertising ID in place. So basically your attribution provider would tell you, hey, for this install, and then from that install, you can understand every for every app event that happens afterwards, what is the attributed campaign that you paid for? And then you can do the math and you, if you have the mechanics in place to understand, hey, like I paid in this state uh, X, Y, Z, and this is, this is the amount of events or this is the total number, uh, the total revenue that I generated, then you can do that math for each one, each and every one of your campaigns. Yeah. What else are marketers optimizing for outside their campaigns? So I think to answer that, you pretty much should think around your levers. So everything that you can control as a marketer is arguably something that you would want to, uh, to optimize and understand the ROAS. And interestingly, even as trivial as it sounds, that's not, all, that's not always uh, so easy to do. So naturally, you would want to understand your ROAS by, uh, by channel, just to give you like a higher level, level overview. But if you run in multiple countries uh, or geos, you would want to understand that each geo is, is operating properly and that you're ROI positive or that you're getting closer to, to being ROI positive. And similarly for uh, ad groups, because some channels, they, they have this notion of, of ad groups or ad sets that mm -hmm. are part of your campaigns that tar target specific groups. 
and 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 lastly creatives and 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 publishers that are the apps showing your ads for the publisher example you you want to understand that the right apps show your ads and in if you've shown if you're showing your ads on on a wrong vertical then presumably that would not yield good results yes exactly okay so the world's changing we don't know exactly when ios 14 is here not all its privacy provisions are fully enacted and in place right now but sometime in 2021 that will happen and when that happens you probably we don't know exactly what's going to happen when the idfa is opt-in on a per app basis but we probably will get a lot less user level data so what does analyzing ROAS look like then? What will that calculation look like? So, so first and foremost, I think we should recognize that there is still some chance, I would call it, but there is still IDFA yes. in some cases. First, because users might opt in. And there's all this chatter in the industry about like uh, uh, how do you get your users to opt in and when do you exactly uh, introduce the, the app tracking transparency framework to, to optimize your opt-ins and so on and so on. Secondly, for your existing users, uh, there's also a, a kind of like the higher the higher chances is that you'll have you'll be able to, to attribute correctly, whether it's by IDFA or other things. Uh, but if we go to SK Network, which is the, the let's let's assume that that's the common case, mm-hmm. then it's not like you don't have anything. Uh, the the SK Network framework does give you a, a, a few elements that, if used correctly, I think I think advertisers can expect. Uh, to get something sensible, but there's, uh, uh, I don't know if I would say like annoyingly or, or interestingly, depends on, on your outlook on life. There's like a bunch of things that you need to learn how they operate to, to really use the framework. Uh, and, and to go back to, to your question, uh, the, the framework itself gives you visibility into a campaign ID, mm-hmm. and into a, a channel. And into a geo, that's kind of implied because because you you can get the IP. And lastly, you can also get visibility into the the publisher, so the app that has shown your ad. So presumably, by default, you should be able to optimize by all of these because that's what the framework gives you. What about cohorts? So cohorts is a good question. That's not something that uh, is there by design. That's pretty much up to you if you're able to uh, to leverage the framework in a, in a, in a certain way that allows you to encode uh, the date of install into the conversion value if we're, mm-hmm. if we're getting specific. Uh, there are some nuances. For example, there are uh, random timers uh, or random delays, I would call them, that it, it would not be as, as you're used to it today. Like it would not be a, a timestamp that gives you the exact uh, date and time of the install and similarly for the event. But it, it would give you an idea if, if, you've done, if you've done it correctly, it would give you an, an idea on average, what is your day one, day two, mm-hmm. day three? The last thing I would mention is that in SK Network, there's also this trade-off that is kind of annoying, but 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 it, it is it is what it is. That if you delay too much your measurement period, uh, your partners would not get the data during that time. Yeah. So it's not like I can go and on and on and on and and optimize until day thirty because my ad partners would be uh, uh, would be quite kind of like quite constrained by that. Absolutely, especially if you're lo- used to real-time data and optimizing for you know tomorrow or something like that. Yeah, real-time is, is pretty much gone. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So you built a solution that you call Singular Scan. How's it work? So first and foremost, we're, we're really trying to make, because of everything we discussed now and because there's a lot of overhead 
that now advertisers and app developers uh, need to uh, need to understand and need to build. Uh, first and foremost, we wanted to make it easy uh, for teams to uh, to leverage SK Network in the best way. So the first principle is that we take care of the conversion model mm-hmm. on your behalf, and we've built a few options uh, that try to solve the common cases, uh, whether it is optimizing by certain events that happen in the in the app, or by revenue amounts, or just by retention, which which is which is still used uh, by by a lot of uh, a lot of applications, or also by combinations of these. And, and secondly, there's also options to customize and there's options to use your own values and so on and so on that are uh, things that are there. But, but, but I think the main narrative is that we're trying to uh, implement the model on your behalf and give you the options to understand, hey, like uh, which, which model would work best for me and also to simulate these, to understand how they would work for you and understand how accurate you are, especially today when IDFA is still present. That's mm-hmm. something that is pretty powerful because you can use those models in a simulation mode and understand how, how you're uh, kind of like matching up against the actual data that is device ID based. So, yeah. so that's the, the kind of like the accurate snapshot that you have. Interesting, interesting. And so you've got cohorts, you mentioned earlier that you can look at, if you're not sending your, your post install events back way too late, like three days, four days, five days later, you can get basically cohorts. And so you can still optimize uh, for cohorts. Yes. So, so kind of like using some of those uh, bits or slots in the uh, in the Asker Network framework for representing the day, it, it's an option, but that's something mm-hmm. that we recommend uh, for the advertisers that work with us. As I said earlier, and, and, and as you now uh, said said as well, both from the standpoint of taking up bits to represent the day of install, uh, but also from the standpoint that it, it's not going to help me if I'm going to... Uh, use a lot of bits to get to uh, beyond seven days. So I want to find a good balance. And, and today in the industry, the numbers that I'm hearing is that three days is kind of like the magic number. And, and, and maybe for some, they would go all the way to seven days. Maybe some would not need as much. I, I think the, the, the way to answer this is really uh, what's for your app, for your business, when are the meaningful events that define your, let's call them valuable users, when do they happen? And it doesn't have to be a purchase, right? If, if, if an event happens in, in day one, but that user is very likely to become a, a paying user, then that's good enough. Then I would argue that you don't really need to wait for the user to make a purchase if, if it's an app that you're making purchases in. So it really goes down to, to uh, uh, when are those events happening and then understanding uh, how, how you can track them. Absolutely. And we're going to see how accurate people are at forecasting future user value based on what they do initially and how accurate they are, their predictive models are for understanding what actions taken in their app will lead to somebody who might buy something later, might subscribe later or other things like that. Let's talk about the benefits. Uh, You've built the solution, Singular Scan. How useful will this be for marketers that optimize by ROAS? So obviously we're trying to make it as useful as, as useful as we can. <laughs> Just a uh, little bit, or quite. <laughs> yeah, it, it's not going to be. It, it's not going to be as as some would call it as perfect as, as it is today. But I think I think the main the main message is that it should be good enough uh, to give you uh, accuracy that is uh, again good enough to optimize whether yeah. it's campaigns or or even creatives and there is some some nuances there around how to optimize creatives using the existing framework hmm. uh, 
that we're not going to get into, but, but <laughs> optimize all of these using the model. And, and our goal is to provide you with a report that shows ROAS, that, that shows your, uh, against all of these breakdowns, that shows you your ad spend and shows you uh, kind of like the funnel that leads all the way through uh, revenue and, and, and in the right breakdowns that can help you optimize uh, and also obviously understand the, the total. Yeah. And that's a common theme, right? It's not, the world has changed. It's different. It's not going to be the way it was before. It's not going to be all user level, device level data, not going right. to be as granular. Right. But if you have enough data and it's ca captured in the right way and presented in the right way, so you can make optimization decisions, then you have what you need. What about app publishers that might optimize against other events, not necessarily revenue? So I think it's pretty much, it's, it's, it's pretty much equivalent. It doesn't really matter uh, if you're if you're optimizing against revenue or against certain events. Uh, again, if I if I go back to to something I said earlier, it, it really goes to when are those events happening and if you can represent them uh, in your model. It can be an app that is uh, reliant on purchases, but the, the events that are meaningful is when the user is registering and when the user is adding to cart. Mm -hmm. And those events are, are the more most meaningful events. And the ones that that kind of like allow me to optimize campaigns, hey, this campaign generated a lot of users that added to cart and this campaign didn't, then, then, then that allows me to understand, okay, this campaign has more potential and the other campaign I have to kind of like uh, iterate on it. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Now, here's the challenging part. And we've talked a little bit around this, but let's say I want to optimize for something in my app that happens quite late in the user's life cycle. Uh, whatever the case is, I can't speed it up. I can't change my app infrastructure or the way my product works, or I can't change consumer behavior, whatever it might be. I want to optimize for something and it happens maybe day five, maybe later. Uh, what do you do? So that's a really good question. And I, th I think that's one of the questions that, neither me or, 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 or others cannot really address in a, in a perfect way. So I, I think I would challenge you on some elements in, in the questions itself, if I can. So, so first, first of all, uh, uh, the user has to do something even before, let's say that, that you're optimizing for a user that completes a 30-day trial to become a paying user after the 30-day trial. So you kind of assume there that, hey, I cannot change anything in the user behavior. But a 30-day trial, maybe I would challenge you a bit and, and, and say that, you know, gone are the days that you can provide like a 30-day trial. Maybe now in this new reality, you have to change it to a seven-day trial. Mm -hmm. And seven-day trial now, it becomes interesting because the user has to do some stuff within those seven days. Maybe if the user is really active, then that, that gives me an idea of a user that is likely to convert. Maybe I can also run some additional models and, and, and do some uh, kind of like some, uh, some advanced things on my backend to understand what other events the user may do that, uh, may, that will predict with high probability uh, a converting user. And lastly, mm -hmm. uh, I think we're hearing that from advertiser too. Uh, you're also thinking about changing the flow. For example, if I'm a game, then maybe I'm gonna add a certain type of puzzle, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and a user that would play that puzzle to win some gems, uh, maybe that's a user that later on would be more likely to uh, also pay for them. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. thinking and, and kind of like breaking the, uh, some of your assumptions, I think is key. Uh, and again, going back, I, I'll repeat it a, a, few, a few more times probably, but going back to things that happen early in the app. Yeah.
Yeah. And knowing how those things translate to later events, uh, it's going to test your data science. It's going to test your, your AI. It's going to test your machine learning uh, and your ability to learn at scale and quickly as well. So which is also, by the way, a point that you should be testing that right now. You still have IDFA right now. You won't right. have that at some point. You should be testing right now so that you can learn those points, learn where you can adjust your app, learn where you can make something happen earlier that might be predictive of later value and do that quickly. Let's talk about app publishers who are doing this, who are using Singular Scan, who obviously are still marketing on Android. They're still getting in some data from IDFA on people who have opted in on iOS 14. It's a pretty complex world now, right? I mean, there's different levels of data coming in from different sources. What does reporting look like in this new reality? So we're trying not to mix the different types of reports and, and we're trying to keep, and I think that that's also kind of like the, seems to be the consensus in the industry right now. Maybe things will evolve and, and, and you'll do other things, but I think it's, it's pretty straightforward right now to just keep these apart and say, okay, this is my SK network data set. That's the report. Obviously I'm going to try and make it as best as I can, as accurate as I can, uh, having ad spend, having all the, all of the breakdowns having my actual KPIs in there uh, and maybe having my also uh, my predictions against those KPIs. We mentioned like three day and maybe I can use my own uh, either data science or, or use, a, use a vendor or use Singular to say, okay, based on my three day revenue, this is going to be my seven day, my 30 day. Maybe that's something that I can do as well. But ultimately you're going to have or you have like an SK network report that shows you the, the SK network data set and you'd use that for, for optimizing iOS 14 uh, devices. So you'll be able to drill down. You'll see your SK ad network data. You'll see your iOS 14 IDFA yes data. It'll be interesting to see over time how those correlate. And if those look like right. two different sets of users with two different sets of behaviors, right. or if they are pretty similar, which will also give you interesting insights about how to market and what data you can use to be predictive about future optimizations as well. Very interesting. Will that also uh, scale up to a top level report that'll still give you, here's your top level ROAS as best as we can come up with it and your top level other data and then delve down into the specifics? Yeah. So we'll try to give you kind of like the, the high level overview. And, and, and then obviously when you want to actually optimize on things, then you should be able to, uh, to break down and understand the specifics. Cool. Any other challenges that you're solving with scan, singular scan? Uh, we're not yet into coffee making, but that's something that is not the uh, No, not really. I, th I think there's a lot of things that are coming up. There is uh, thoughts around more sophisticated models. That's probably the bread and butter of mm -hmm. SK Network. So really taking what we have from the, from the framework and understanding how we can encode better information into those six bits. Uh, and at the same time, also outside of the models itself, also making it easier for marketers. So, so we pretty much ask them, hey, like just get our SDK in, report the events as you do today, and, and we'll take care of the rest. Excellent. Excellent. Very good. Okay. So a marketer says, I'm interested. I want to know more. How do they get started? Uh, so, so pretty much all you need to do is, is get the SDK in and, and, and start telling us what are the events that matter to you. So the app developer would need to integrate the SDK. That's, that's, that's key because the SDK is also the one that implements the SK Network Framework. 
which works on the device itself. So it's talking to the, uh, to the app store and reporting the values to it. So once you've done that, that's, that's the key piece. Outside of that, everything is, is uh, configurable uh, using our dashboard. Uh, and once we have your events, we can start showing you models. You can start simulating the different models and see how they would work for you. Excellent. Alon, thank you so much for taking some time to chat with us and figure out, help us figure out some of these challenging questions. Thank you, John.